If re-elected, would you increase the frequency of garbage pickup? Well, citizen, that's an excellent question, and I thank you for it. I think it's great we live in a town where you can ask questions. Because without questions, we just have answers. And an answer without a question is a statement. Oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. Oh, boy. Special podcast for all of you. I've got Michelle uh, Tanner here, City Councilwoman Michelle Tanner. How are you, my friend? So good. So crazy, as always, but I'm great. Happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk with you. I want to have a really frank discussion um, with everybody, and I miss being on the air, and I miss being able to talk to everybody, and uh, I miss getting the phone calls because we George misses you. Oh, you're so nice. We have, and I love your new podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you. You're doing great. You're doing a bang-up job. And here's the deal, too. I feel sad because there's so many citizens that need to hear another voice, but we don't have one. We only have one voice, and that's all the media agrees on. On everything so mm-hmm. I just feel sad for that yeah. and um, and and really sad because it breaks my heart because I really love this city and county and want to save it um, for all the in- from all the influences but it's hard to do when you don't have a local voice out there right uh, so but I appreciate you doing a podcast that's awesome yeah Good for you. I, I mean that was person, one of my awesome. big motivators was yeah. just like you're saying it's right. you know so hard to not have the censorship that goes on. I literally had a local journalist come up to me at one point and say, you know, I really wanted to report your side of the story, but my editor wouldn't allow me to. That was oh, my aha moment. Really? Of if I need, if I want to get this vital information out, I can't rely on the media to do it. And then, you know, your local hour being censored, essentially. So, so yeah, the Michelle Tanner podcast had to do something to get some more information out there. And I appreciate you still doing this podcast and doing what you can to 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 get information out there. It's very difficult times because um, people don't realize we have one percent of media left. Yeah. who will be vocal about the things that we need to be vocal about. And right. they, the politicians, we must be making some headway because a lot of the politicians are very silent about being about me being censored. Although I, d- I did hear, wasn't there a comment at a, a local meeting yes, the other day yes, of what happened yeah, the, to Kate I, Iverson at the county commissioner, uh, he was gaslighting everybody. Where's Kate? Where is she? And I, I just went, are you, really? You want to you wanna gloat and out yourself for... For loving censorship, you're trying to gaslight the audience. That's pretty bold. Anyway, Man. bold move. Um, but I, it's expected. So a couple of things. Number one, I just want to appreciate for just a moment ABC Auto because they're still supporting me even though I'm not on the air. Can I just tell you what true patriots those people are? Yeah. ABC Auto, if you have anything with an accident, if you have a problem with your car, please go to ABC Auto. I, I can't. It makes me... It makes me emotional to think that people are that great, that they would that they would support me knowing that I'm not on the air. And I just have to say, please bring your car to them. And I love ABC Auto in Washington. And I love what you're doing in your business. Bella, too, is amazing. I Thank actually you. tell people to go there all the time. So you I hope you're seeing it. an influx because I'm serious. People, I'm like, oh, just call Michelle Tanner. Oh, just go to Bella, oh, too. Oh, thank you. Bella, too, is amazing. And um, and you're you're quite the person that can help in a medical situation or for all kinds of different things you guys do at Bella, too. Yeah, it's been really awesome. You know, mm-hmm. thankfully, I had that business up right. and going when... I know. 
2020 hit because, you know, we we all know I you wasn't going to follow any unconstitutional uh, any mandates or really unscientific mandates. Right. Right. So, yeah, essentially getting terminated from my career in the emergency department over that. It was a blessing You're to a have a nurse practitioner. And guess yeah. what? I just pulled up the footage and reposted it today. And it was in front of the hospital with all those concerned citizens. Yes. I could not believe what uh, what IHC was doing. Yeah. To Huge its employees. protest yeah, that we had ago. out there. It was. Yep. Yeah. Two years ago mm-hmm. today. And mm-hmm. and I received a lot of criticism from some for organizing that protest. And I thought every single elected official should be at this protest. Some were saying, because I had just They're got elected and they were saying, silent. you shouldn't be protesting as an elected official. Are you kidding me? Are you me? kidding me? I, agree I can think with of you. no better place to be as a representative than protesting Amen, things that violate our God-given um, rights. You know, it's interesting because the club, as most of them are, um, they don't. They're not against censorship. They're completely silent about me being, even if they don't agree with what I'm saying, shouldn't they be American enough to say we don't, as an elected official, we don't agree right. with ending free speech. Okay, right. and then also for you, same thing. I mean, my gosh, we, th- they should be on the front lines. They're curiously silent and work together as a as a club. And yeah. I call it the rubber stamp club because everybody wants to rubber stamp. And uh, and I, I find that find it funny when they talk about being cons- uh, fiscal conservatives, yet. Vote for taxation every time <laughs> and want people to vote for tax and actually threaten everybody that, oh, yeah, we will get those taxes through. Yeah. Everybody that's running for reelection right now, except for the new people, have vowed to tax people. Are we okay with that as a nation? Are we okay with that as a city? I mean, are, are you all right with that? That they're vowing to tax you? I mean, wouldn't that used to be the catalyst that would actually take them out of the running? <laughs> yes. Usually they'd lie and say we're against taxation. They're vowing to tax you and you're and we're going to vote them anyway? That doesn't make sense. Well, doesn't some of them have backpedaled now that are it's they? election season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. so right before. So they were on the radio talking about how they were going to do it, like the mayor and so forth. And now they're kind of backpedaling on on that. Now, one of the things that came out of the last debate was civility, 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 civility. It was in all the papers. Civility. Cue the music. And I just went, are you kidding me? What about um, sticking to their authority? What about doing things they're not supposed to do? Why is civility the focus? What was your take uh, from the debate? Well, it's because they don't want anyone speaking up against their agenda. <laughs> exactly. Like, heaven forbid exactly. someone question what they're doing. They literally call asking questions as somehow being uncivil or just stating facts or voting records. I mean, yep. to call that last debate mm-hmm. a debate is actually very generous <laughs> it, it because wasn't a debate. it was not a debate it was what are your feelings about the lgbtq and how are you going to support them um i'm sorry what they, I, when did that become a thing for the city council uh, right and especially for a you know city mm-hmm. council and representatives who have pushed this narrative forward of oh, we shouldn't be talking about any national issues or state issues. Mm-hmm. We should only be focusing on, you know, the the things that we can actually vote on as a council. Yet mm-hmm. almost every question at mm-hmm. this forum, which doesn't surprise me, it was at the university, Woke University. Mm-hmm. So not surprising that these questions were all of yeah. leftist and asked by ideology. A Democrat. Asked by a Democrat. <laughs> they got the Democrat guy. They got the leader of the Democrats to come and ask questions. Like, could you love socialism anymore? Right. I mean, Let's I talk about softball. environmental sustainability. <laughs> environmental and how you feel. How do you feel about the LGBTQ? <laughs> yes. And so 
supporting them. I'm sorry. That's not a role of the city like, government. What does yeah. that have to do? Why should I be basing any of my decisions off of your sexuality? Uh, That's just I, insanity you to bed me. bed down at night? I don't, I don't know why that has anything to do with anything. It's right. amazing to me. But they cared enough to have that as an well, actual debate question. So when the news reports civility, what they're saying is, is that this is the focus, people, and we want to show you that civility was observed Never a question about the role of government, Mm -hmm. what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do, how it's changed, how they've hijacked the budgets, how they vowed to tax you more and into oblivion. Nothing except the role of civility. You're either civil or not, because there are people that are saying, I've been run through the mud. I'm torn down. Really? How, how is that? Really, people are stating the real record of how the person voted. So because that makes them uncomfortable right. to have that outed as far as their voting record when they're an incumbent, talking about Danielle Larkin, then all of a sudden she turns into a bucket of, I'm a victim and you should feel sad for me because people have said things about me. Well, we've just said the record. Your voting record. which uh, That's what we should be talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. And she called that actually word for word derogatory and defamatory what? that Dur- someone has Dur- written. And I have no idea who's done this, but someone has written some sticky notes uh-huh. apparently and put yeah. them around town. Because that of have, her record. That, and literally it states her vote, yeah. something They're that she did she's vote a on. Blankety blank. They're no, saying this is just how she vote. voted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think the one I saw posted actually Victim had a little of. reference to, um, you know, an article uh-huh. that someone could look up to verify the vote. So, I mean, that's all it was, uh, but amazing. that's derogatory and and defamatory. So it's no wonder that, you know, we're all uncivil for for asking any questions or or talking about facts. Well, and the new civility, the disagree better by Cox all the way down (laughs) into every chamber of government is um, the new civility is like it or lump it. If you agree, you're a nice one and you're civil. And if you don't, you're a terrorist. Right. Okay. Because the worst thing I've been accused of is getting people to city council meetings. <laughs> I was like, how is that a bad thing? That's one of the biggest solutions we can find. Because how hard is it, Michelle, when people show up and you have to look them in the eyes before they do something that's very unconstitutional to right. the state constitution? How, is it harder to do that when you have eyeballs looking at you? Very, very calm eyeballs sitting in seats. Right. We're not talking about armed people showing up to a city. We're talking about concerned citizens showing up whether I whether I note the meeting or not they're going to show right okay so because they're getting angry okay about what's being done in the hiked budgets but isn't it harder to do stuff if eyeballs are staring at you well absolutely and that's why it's not a surprise that the mayor attempted to eliminate public comment and they at did the in beginning Washington of the too. summer they did in Washington so too, oh interesting yeah, yeah I haven't so, paid attention over there so but. yeah it's a it's a thing now it's a it's a thing about we don't want we want you to elect us we want to tell you what you want to here to elect us but once we get elected we're going to run you know know, we're going to run ramshot over you and we're going to then tell you what you can be a part of even though we're trying to serve you it's a very strange well new way of governing it is it's it's a culture it's like this Mm -hmm. almost elitist mentality and i I actually saw the same thing in the medical field you know working Mm -hmm. in a hospital setting for over a decade where there's this very clear mentality culture Mm -hmm. of oh i'm i'm the doctor or i'm the nurse i know better these dumb patients who just don't know anything, <laughs> right? right? And right. and that is that becomes I the felt culture. That when I was in there, uh-huh. and you know, same thing in government. And I felt this pretty much right away when I started going to uh, some of these meetings. As 
oh, we're the elected representatives, you know, we mm. or the unelected Smartest bureaucrats ones in the for room. that matter. We we know and these, you know, dumb peasants, they just don't yeah. know anything. Right. And I'm not saying everybody well, is that no, way, but, but the culture is what I'm talking about as a whole. And, and if I, they say the word constitution, they're a cave dweller. And if they mention the Second Amendment or the First Amendment and they say you can't eliminate free speech because you work for us, we pay your salary. Right. Then you're a person that is disruptive. I guess I, it's very odd. It's like, to me, it's, it's, it's a strange turn of events because that those are the people controlling the narrative. And those are the people that get to censor. And those are the people that get to say, we want it one way. And we don't like anyone voicing another opinion. And we don't want any of you concerned citizens showing up. So we're just going to eliminate you altogether. Yeah. That should be terrifying for any American. Just the fact alone Mm -hmm. that, it's not okay to have a dissenting opinion or to talk. I mean, even in a respectful way, anytime I bring up another opinion, I can't think of a time I've not brought it up respectfully in Mm -hmm. a meeting. Right. Um, But yet I often get labeled as somehow causing division and well, yes, because see, you're not the rubber stamp. Right. If you, if you're not a rubber stamper, if you're not just there to fill the place card, right. The Mm -hmm. holder, then if you speak up and you ask the very odd, obvious pertinent questions, um, then now you're the bad guy. So they've they've been very good at labeling you the bad guy, calling you names, right. um, derogatory names. And yet they say, you're the one, you're the problem, <laughs> even though that's what's causing division are right. the people that are doing that instead of allowing and saying, OK, we are a council and we should never really all agree. We should never all be in agreement. That means no one's really getting represented if we're a rubber stamp club. To the one person that, that, which should be everybody asking questions. Now you have, you're the problem of civility. You're the problem. Yep. Yeah. Because civility means go along, shut up and don't say anything. (laughs) Exactly. Go along with the agenda. Don't question it. You know, I pulled up a 1930 budget from St. George. It was one paragraph and it was in the paper when they used to be transparent, when they had nothing to hide. You want to hear what it is? Uh 1930 budget has been set at $47,000. There was about... There was about, what, 2,500 people here. 47,000 for Washington County, for the entire county, not just St. George. The entire county, 47,000. A public hearing on the budget will be held soon. See, they let people know about meetings because they actually wanted to invite you. It wasn't like a terrorist act to get people in the seats peaceably back then. We can't um, sorry, have Kate Daly telling people don't, about yeah, the don't, don't list the meetings. Heaven forbid. That's the worst thing you could do. As a, I'm, a, I'm a domestic terrorist. Um, the estimated 1930 expenditures are, and this took all of one sentence. Are you ready? County roads, $6,000. County indigent, uh, indigent and old age pensions, 3000 Sinking fund and internet on, or I'm sorry, uh, interest. <laughs> so you can tell this 2023 is coming out. <laughs> Sinking fund and interest on bonds, $5,000. State road fund, $10,000. County advertising for the whole county, $300. Office expense, $3,800. Salaries and general expenses was the bulk of it, $18,000. Okay. That was it. They listed it in the newspaper. It was a paragraph long. How many pages is the budget now? 420. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it's over, it's half a billion. It's more than half a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. The last budget was 520 million. And this isn't just the county. This is just St. George George City. Uh, St. George City, over a half a billion dollars. 
and Provo is $380 million, and they have um, an airport, and they have a sewer system, and they have everything that St. George has, tourism and whatnot, okay, and a college and everything else. But um, but for some reason, um, we're at over half a billion dollars, but you're not supposed, and no one's supposed to look at that or talk about it. But Kate, we are a recreation okay. destination. <laughs> you know what I didn't notice in this paragraph? Tourism. <laughs> I, I was see. surprised they were advertising. I thought, oh, that's oh, yeah. kind of interesting advertising, back in 1930. 300 bucks yeah. for the entire ca- area. Uh-huh. Okay. But isn't that fascinating that they didn't build the budget on tourism? The budget was in the newspaper. It was very transparent. Every number added up. It was, And it was very much not about banking on future monies, banking on future bonds, banking on, banking on future anything. It was, this is what we took in this year. This is what we spend. They weren't building businesses. They weren't um, building built. They weren't buying buildings and land. They weren't turning these into businesses. Very one paragraph sum that whole thing up. Yeah, that's wow. amazing. That would be nice. I know. Can you <laughs> even imagine? Oh man. Yeah, you could read that in a second, and right. it wouldn't take you know five days to read the budget and try to make sense of it, which is another problem. Okay, right. so. I know everyone wants us to talk about the elections, but one second, I just want you to mention they only had 11 more students. (laughs) So you guys realize they gutted Dixie Uh, Pike um, from what my source said, John Pike met with um, Biff back up in Salt Lake before he was hired and they were hammering out this deal for him to come here. And really the idea was to totally gut this college of its performing arts and all the strengths that it had and then build it up as a as a basically a funnel system to medical and a funnel system to tech. Okay, And so his job was to gut it, which I think he's very proud of. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Biff. I'll tell you that right now. So you'll probably hear that in my voice. But um, because of all the things he's done over the last years that I've had to report on that have been nauseating at best. But um, looking at how they lied, uh, George Staley took them to court and mm-hmm. because they had hired Cicero, a third party, to come in and do the polling and all the evidence for the so-called ousting of Dixie. Mm-hmm. And of course, the report came back that we're all racist. You can't get a job, even though I know plenty of people that worked at Dixie or, or went to Dixie and got jobs. But that was the end result. Then we had a lot of fake fight going on. We had Ibsen, we had Vickers, we had County Commissioner all do a little fake fight at the end. Ooh, rah, rah, Dixie. But we don't really care. And we don't, we actually really want it taken away. So it's okay. And then Dixie and the mayor didn't speak up. Count the rest of the council didn't. Nobody spoke up for, for the gutting of our heritage. Dixie's gone. And they did it all in the name of growth. And they did it all in the name of, okay, at last we can all rest assured we're not racist and rest <laughs> assured that you can go get a job. But what happened? But what was the growth back so when it was Dixie? It's really interesting to look at the statistics mm-hmm. because back when it was Dixie State University, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. you look back the growth of from 2019 to 2020 okay. when it was Dixie State University, mm-hmm. it grew by a headcount of 850. So okay. that's a 7.6% increase. That's a good, that's a good increase, right? right? Yeah. And, and there's uh, several did... increases like that back okay. when it's Dixie State University. So okay. now, today, Woke University, we are politically correct here mm-hmm. now. We've eliminated the racist Dixie. Mm-hmm. Our growth doing? over the last year was a headcount of 11 students. 
that's a like 0.1% increase. So yeah, I think it's really working out for us. It's really working. How much money are they spending? Because I know they get a lot from the state. Um, They've transformed a lot of their teachers into woke professors. Uh, The um, provost was on stage last August. I played his -hmm. his tape in his own words all the time, guys. It wasn't me theorizing. It was in his own words, but I guess people get afraid of that, want me off the air. But um, but in any case, played his own words of saying that they were going to transform this into the wokest university because we're a bunch of idiot ranchers and farmers out here and we don't understand anything. So they were going to come save us. He was going to come save us and um, and tell us uh, a better way. And that they they were they were basically telling all the staff in this meeting that it would be globalist university Yep, United yeah. Nations 17 yeah. they were goals focus of on, sustainability, mm-hmm, and yeah. it's their job as professors to mm-hmm. not only preach this in the classroom, but right. out to the community, and we need to be a mecca for social justice. You know what's so funny? Can I just tell you? I yeah. was looking at a talk by um, one of my church leaders, Faust, and... Um, he wrote a he wrote a talk in 1996 and he said the word sustainability comes from Satan. The word sustainability will be used in the future and when mm. it is no knows no whose word that is. Interesting. But isn't it fascinating? Here we are in 2023 and um and nobody can stop saying it. Yeah. And everything is sustainable mm-hmm. in the city council members that are running for office again to the mayors, to the county commissioners, to the college and they all support that word and everything is about sustainability. But we were warned. I was warned a long time ago not that that was coming from a different place and I just yeah I just wanted to remind people about that it was 1996 I think or 95 um, when he did that talk but you know uh, are we going to learn anything Uh, they only had a growth of 11 students but what's really strange is that the media keeps reporting that everything is wonderful over there and that the growth is amazing so where where's the problem here that's kind of odd isn't it yeah, I don't yeah, know I if I've ever these... seen a, a media, a negative anyway, media I, report I over ne- from I anything have. going on over there. So I interesting. And they didn't say, oh, here's what happened in 2000, because this would be honest reporting. 2019, this is what happened when it was Dixie. This is where we are now. Right. So that we can see that all of the manipulating the numbers the and the reasons and the, I think... I think out and out lies that came from Cicero, but all of this information didn't actually pan out to be a better outcome at all. Right. Okay. Because usually it can't, I think if it's steeped in, because so, so when George Staley took him to court, they still haven't come out with, yeah, they're in contempt of court. They're in contempt of court. They still have not given the data that proved all of the nonsense behind the rhetoric that we're racist and no one can get a job. Right. They haven't been able to prove that because they kept saying it. But they haven't been able to prove it. Very yeah. interesting. And we're talking millions yes. of our tax dollars mm-hmm. that fund this university. I really wouldn't be giving this much time of day if it was some private school know, on their right? own dime. You're but right. no, this is our dime. This Not to our mention money. our culture. But I mean, yes. it comes down to we are funding this crap to right. be perpetuated in our community. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. You're right. All right. So... Let's talk for just a moment on the go bonds for parks and trails. I say always no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Right. Don't tax yourself. Okay, what what do you say on the go bonds? Yeah, so this geo bond, my, my stance on this has mm-hmm. really been a place of transparency mm-hmm. because I can see there's pros mm-hmm. and there's cons. And anytime you don't hear someone mentioning the cons, mm-hmm. you know it's a sales pitch. Yeah. So for anyone listening, I would just say, 
whoever you've been talking mm-hmm. to, have mm-hmm. they also presented the cons to you? Have right. they talked about, you know, the near $18 million in interest mm-hmm. that the taxpayer will be paying over the life of this? It's essentially a loan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And really what it boils down to for me is just the philosophy of, are you okay with mm-hmm. the government, aka taxpayers, mm-hmm. borrowing money mm-hmm. to fund ta- parks and trails that will also have millions of dollars in interest required to be paid back? I mean, to right. me, it just boils down to the the simplicity of that philosophy. Okay, and if you're okay with that, well, I'm sure that you'll love all of the <laughs> the nice amenities, and uh-huh. you know, I'm not saying there's not some great projects that could be done with that, but, but they could be done with they, yeah, right they, now with the budget. It's, it goes also back to that mm-hmm. American mentality of we want it now, right? Yes. Versus yes. do we put money away and and do it as we go? It's one point eight five million dollar payment every year that, you know, we could set that money aside mm-hmm. separately mm-hmm. or we could be making that as a payment to get that lump sum of money up front. Mm-hmm to do some of these larger projects. So really that's what it comes down to is the philosophy is what are you comfortable with? Paula Smith running for city council, who I think people should vote for. She said, um, uh, question, if we vote to approve the go bond for parks and trails, and then in August during a truth and taxation city council meeting, they seek to increase property taxes for public safety needs. Will we question why this current go bond wasn't designated for public safety, especially when they present the bond in a way that won't increase your taxes? Well, and Paula nailed it because guess what? Mm -hmm. This is the other part of the transparency. This current geo bond up on the ballot was initially set aside, was supposed to be used for public safety. (laughs) And, you know, we could have done Mm -hmm. where we do half of the bond for parks and trails and half Mm -hmm. for public safety or all of it for public safety like it was supposed to be. Right. But it is interesting that now Mm -hmm. it's 100 percent for parks and trails and you know, why is that? People, I guess, can make their own assumptions. I know personally, it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. to present to the taxpayer of, we're going to raise your taxes to fund police officers, right? Than to fund the golf course or to fund this park or recreation. And so it's not a coincidence that teachers, Mm -hmm. police officers, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always for those guys, right? Why we need to raise taxes. So I think people just need to be informed of of really the the transparency of it. I am so with you on this. Um, Also, uh, it seems as though Hughes and Kemp and Daniel, all funded by a lot of interesting people, um, you know, Hughes, uh, but, but home builders associations and Don Ibsen seems to be squarely in their corner. Senator, mm-hmm. state Senator Don Ibsen, who's for red flag laws, um, who promotes red flag laws, which is the taking of due process and the taking of Second Amendment uh, rights. Um, there's lots of things like that. Um, I think of those three in kind of a club. There's lots of endorsements around. And I would probably say Brad and Paula would be your two best choices. And also vote only two because, you know, people think they have to use a third choice and they don't. You don't have to hand a vote to somebody that you don't want and um, and don't strengthen their vote count in mm-hmm. addition to the votes they're going to get. Make sure that you only vote your two. What are, what are your thoughts on voting for city council um, coming up here? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. In fact, I think it's strategic that, 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 like you mentioned, the club of the other Mm -hmm. three candidates, Kemp, Larkin, Hughes, Mm -hmm. 
I don't think it's a coincidence that MacArthur is out yeah, of the race yeah. now, I and think so he, now I think they he was can pressure to get out. Is now my view. they yeah. and that's my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they can team up those three. The yep. mayor has come out yep. and publicly endorsed those three. Those three, which I thought was really interesting, the way she did it. She actually posted this flyer that said "fixin' to liberalize" or "fixin' to raise taxes and liberalize the city," and it had the photos. I'm assuming somebody else made it, but she reposted it, and it had, um, you know, her public endorsement of Kemp, Larkin, and Hughes. <laughs> and wait a minute, and it had the fact that they wanted to raise yeah, taxes and had, liberalize the city. It had the, the tagline on there. You know, I'm ouch. assuming it was a spoof, oh, but I ouch. thought, wow, okay, maybe, interesting. Maybe but. somebody didn't look close enough to what they were <laughs> posting about, but it, but truth and transparency. You know, there you go. I I was actually glad that she came out and publicly endorsed them because well, yeah. anyone who's been paying attention to what's been going on in this city since Mm -hmm. you know she has become the mayor Mm -hmm. uh, that should be a flag if she's endorsing someone so i've never seen i'm just on a personal note um i've never seen somebody that came in as a mayor and in one year caused so much havoc and and discord as she has and kind of behind the scenes backbiting that i've seen it has been really wanting to censor and and just so many things regarding uh, that position. And it's been, it's been strange because I probably, if you would have asked me five years ago, I wouldn't have thought that, but now seeing it play out with a lot of the backbind, a lot of name calling behind the scenes, (laughs) as we've discovered, (laughs) as we've discovered calling you names by, you know, and having you see it by accident and, and things like that. I've never seen that. But that's totally civil because it it came from the mayor. Right. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you bring up a pertinent question about a vote uncivil. Right. OK, mm-hmm. um, because they'd love to shut you up. But it's that part to me has been it's been alarming. And I hope people are seeing that for what it's worth. We've never had this kind of ending a public comment, censorship of the media, you know, this kind of drive to do these kinds of things before. And all of this in the first year has been scary. It's been really scary to me. Yeah, so. we we need leadership. We really do. Yeah. And, and representation, obviously, right. when you elect someone, they are there as mm-hmm. your representative. Yes. And I know some people say, oh, I don't want to call, you know, mm-hmm. them leaders, which to an extent I right. agree with. Mm-hmm. But we do need people with leadership we skills, do. because when we you do. are talking about running a city, representing a city of 100,000 yeah. people, right. you do need people who do have the capacity, mm-hmm. skill set, ability to show up and be there to represent the people that is no. desperately needed. And you know what? You should never be afraid of people coming to a city council meeting. You should never be in a position where you walk out of the city council meeting just because somebody stands up and cites the Constitution to you. If that's ever if that's ever a cause for you to walk out of a meeting as a mayor, then you have to wonder why those words hurt the ears so bad of the mayor as far as that goes. You know, people aren't in a mob. They're not armed. They're not doing anything except sitting there. And they sat there with signs, printed out signs because they had been censored before the meeting. So this is why they had signs in their laps. And this is supposed to be some bad thing that people show up peaceably to sit in, to sit in seats with signs that say we're being, we're being censored. We're being Mm -hmm. edited out. Okay. And that was turned into a mob, a mob came. And I just, it's abhorrent that that somebody could turn it into that and make up a story about that because they're so afraid of 
truth in front of the people. Right. If somebody started reciting, and I don't care what party they go to, the Constitution, I would be very welcoming of the Constitution being read in my absolutely in front of my in front of me. Okay, absolutely. But to have to walk out because your ears hurt so bad because you know the people aren't doing exactly what you told them to do, and that was a person just standing up and reciting. I mean, how that's not very scary, guys. Um, <laughs> but. It's it's the it's the it's the we're afraid of people coming. And I noticed this in the county, too, in the county commissioners meetings. It's all about we are afraid of people showing up. So now you have to a week before tell us who's going to come. Tell us what you want to say. And I thought how un-American yet they turned it. They turned around right after I right after I had to stop the local hour. They declared it America's county based on. And they talked about how in their hand they wrote this epistle of we are America's county and we are here to establish liberty once again and how we're sort of like a Thomas Jefferson as we whip out our scroll and we whip out our pen and we we sloth through the letters. And I was thinking, so you guys are okay with censorship of the First Amendment, totally anti-American, but you're writing documents that say we are now America's county. Makes zero sense. Now, it didn't mean much because it's in words only, but I think it... I think for them, it elevated them to the status of Jefferson and they want, they wanted that so badly that they turned it into that. But America's County based on what, if you are, if you don't like media talking about what you're doing and if you don't like, I'm sorry, that doesn't mesh. Those two ideas don't mesh. Right. Right. But they named it America's County. I was like, I don't think, I don't think so. Well, I hope we can be America's County for sure. I mean, that's, that's the hope, right? And one of the solutions is. Go to your city council meetings. This is a must, right? This is something that that we should do. Now, I don't go. I can't go. I have to watch them later because of my schedule. Mm -hmm. And because when I get off the show, there's no time for me to get anywhere. But... But for people like me, I can watch it later and I always have and and I take good notes and and everything else and I'm able to report about it. But and if you can do that, great. But be involved is the is the absolutely. And I cannot stress how Mm -hmm. pivotal this election really is. I mean, we are at this hinge point as a community right now where we're one of the last strongholds for conservative values. I I do believe we are America's county, even though we've strayed away from that Mm -hmm. in some ways. We could be. (laughs) But we are hanging by Mm -hmm. a thread. Oh, I see what you're saying. And there is a agenda, Mm -hmm. very powerful agenda, Mm -hmm. to make us a little mini Salt Lake down here, mini Park City down here. And I'm telling you... If we don't get people in like mm-hmm. Brad Bennett, yep, Paula like, Smith, right, and right. I agree with you with voting for those two. Yes. Don't use the third choice. Right. And be- vote your conscience. Because vote your conscience. It's like Ben. I would cast a vote for Ben and he's on my ballot in Washington City. Um, but I can't cast a vote for anyone else. Um, Belliston, I know, is out for a lot of power. He's been trying, trying, trying to get some more power back um, and things like that. But but the but so no. Um, on him, but I, I can only vote. I can vote for Ben, but that's about it. Yeah, I really I, like Ben. Yeah, and and he'll take a stand, but that's about it. So vote your conscience. You don't have to pick all the picks, right? Yeah, yeah. you can vote up to yep. three, is what it said. Yes. In fact, I've had a lot yes. of people reaching out. Well, who do I vote for? Yep. You know, for the third, and I mean, really, the way they've done it, mm-hmm. where they've teamed up these right. other three because they have. Right. I mean, you'll see those three teamed up 
from a lot of different sources. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you're voting for one of them, it's taking away essentially from Brad or Paula getting in there. Here's a message about Washington City that I received and I posted. The city council, this is Washington City, the city council voted to eliminate public council hearings after general plan and zone changes, the two items that most directly affect your neighborhood property values and quality of life. You can no longer go and voice your opinion in front of your elected leaders. Um, Even though your capital facilities plan um, has $3.9 million allocated for a skate park. Why? I'd have no idea. I mean, can't somebody go do that in private, private ter- you know, territory? But okay. This uh, council ignored the plan and voted to spend $15.5 million for this park instead of $3.9 million. And the change in capital facilities spending was all done without any public input. Both in St. George and Ivan spent less than $1 million on their skate park. So why is Washington mm-hmm. City doing $15 million? Spending is out of control. The council voted to buy millions of dollars of real estate in downtown Washington with the specific intent of commercial redevelopment. Instead of focusing on their elected responsibilities, they've decided to take the role of private private real estate developers in determining how and who the land will be developed by. And there, there was no public input into these real estate purchases. The city council voted themselves an increase in combined salary and comprehensive benefits up to 160% higher. Yet Washington City has nearly three dozen first responders who don't have a basic medical package. The council felt that it was more important to provide themselves with the benefits package first. All of this without a direct public hearing. The changes obscured in a budget amendment. And uh, and you thought the council was all volunteered. Not anymore. This is going on. This is happening in all of our cities. And I haven't been paying attention to Washington at all. In fact, I always thought you guys had it together over in Washington. <laughs> I don't think so. No, not with a $15 million skate park. But yeah, I mean, we have some, there's problems right here in River City and uh, all over the place. And you could say the same things going on in Santa Clara and Ivan's and the same things going on. You know, Hurricane has its set and and when I was talking about Hurricane, I was saying, I don't know if Steve Lemon's the right choice. Um, I, I, I think maybe not. Also, maybe no to Dave Sanders. I think he's had his run. I don't think he'll stand for much. I'm iffy on Drew. City planners are not freedom lovers generally. Um, but those are some of my thoughts, okay? And no, I would generally say no on bonds and wrap taxes. And I, I just don't like taxing ourselves. Um, I, I, I don't like the idea of that and, and going into debt for the future just because we want something. Um, and I, I totally agree with you on that as well. And, you know, it's it's hard to watch. I was watching the um, Congress race and, and Celeste is the chosen candidate, right, by Stewart. And I say vote Brad Libertarian. Yeah, That's what I'm doing. And Cassie Easley would be another good choice, too. She's Constitution Party. I know Cassie. And so both of them would be great but this whole thing of we can't let a democrat win how has it been serving us so far um we don't we're not winning anything guys so vote your conscience and then maybe we might see a change and a democrat with an r next to their name really isn't any better honestly i mean that's hide that's where we're at right now in fact i just was listening to uh, ron paul speak earlier today i love ron paul he's been on my show a lot oh man i'm jealous he's one of my uh, political idols he is mine too because he's so honest yes he is and that's you know i just align with him almost exactly Mm -hmm politically and he's right when it comes to this two-party system that we right. have um you know it's it's, it's not it's good tough, isn't it how has it been being a city council person i mean how different is it than when you thought when you were elected 
Oh, man. It's been a wild ride for sure. In some ways, I am really glad that I'm there to, you mm-hmm. know, bring a Say perspective no. <laughs> that that wouldn't be there otherwise, mm-hmm. because I think that's really important when yeah. it comes to representation. Right. So so the sacrifice in that aspect, it's been worth it. And to say um, no, what that what has that been like? Because when we're asking people, good people to run, we're saying you're going to need a backbone. Right. You're going to need a voice that you know why you're there and you know what the proper role of government is so you can stand for it consistently, which you've done. I'm so proud of oh, you. Oh, thank you. So, um, and that's nice to see because I don't see that with a lot of people that get into office. They right. disappear. So I'm really happy. Thank you for, thank you. Thank you for proving that it can work to me. But, but. It ha- how has it been to say no? Has it been as hard as you thought? Is it because I want good people to run? Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, yes and no. There's definitely that pressure, right? That peer pressure. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I guess my personality has always been one that's not afraid to be the only one mm-hmm. in the room yeah. going the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. But I can see how people do turn into the the Mitt Romneys of the world who right. who say they're going to do one thing and then and they then get in there and done. do completely opposite because they fall right into mm-hmm. the peer pressure of doing what the unelected bureaucrats want you to do or other elected officials. You know, if you're just a follower, mm-hmm. you do not belong in an elected position. And that's what I mean when I said earlier that we need leadership Mm -hmm. because I truly, I teach my son all the time. There's leaders in this world and there's followers in this world. The only people we follow is Jesus Christ. Outside of that, we are leaders in this world. And so unfortunately that's what we see a lot in elected officials Mm -hmm. is they are followers and they just are doing what they're told Mm -hmm. rather than leading the way as a true representative for we, the people. Yes, for sure. There was an outing of the city manager and there was a drag show that took place that that um, without uh, without someone like yourself actually calling attention, saying, hey, this violated rules. This was not okay." The other ones would have let that slip, would have let that go through. And it would uh, to be on um, property, right, right around kids using public property. But um, there was a violation of rules there. It's interesting that no one talks about the outing of that city manager because it's pretty rare. That that happens, but they, but people should realize that the people in office, right? There's a lot to unpack there. Well, and the interesting thing about that is that's what the opposition is trying to use against me is they're trying to say that I personally, Michelle Tanner cost the city $625,000. Guess what? I'm the only no vote for that $625,000. So you can try to blame me all you want, but the voting record shows I I absolutely did not vote for that. You can try to conjure up whatever story or conspiracy you want, but... Sorry, I will not be taking responsibility for something that, that absolutely I did not vote for yep, or and, cause and, in the first place. And that whole thing wouldn't have happened if they wouldn't have turned the other way and let that roll into existence, right? With rules being violated that they knew were being violated and let that happen. That's what I've told people yep. from the beginning that on my stance problem. in this is I am for equal rights, yep. not special rights. Yes. I think that we need to treat everybody the same mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't think that we should be right. skirting our own 
ordinances and violations and and, <laughs> and uh, looking the laws. other way and hiding them. And, I and if they were we don't them. like our ordinances, great, let's change it. Then yes. you know that's yes. we have the ability to do that as a council, but we should but, be following our ordinances if they're there. What do you say to people that go? But uh, St. George's, it's doing okay. It's doing okay. There's there's nothing to see here, folks. We, we out of the whole state, you know, we have some we have some low tax, so everything's fine. Everything's fine. I don't see it as fine at all. I see it as a hijacking of the taxpayer. Um, but what do you, what do you see when people say that? Because I saw that out there on some comments, and somebody was trying to get people to vote for this this rubber stamp club, saying, "Oh, everything's great." Right. And uh, not so great. <laughs> I think we have to be very careful with this all as well in Zion uh-huh. mentality. Right. And this right. culture that we do live in of worshiping niceness over worshiping truth. Amen. And, you know, do I think this is an amazing place? Of course. That's why I'm fighting so <laughs> yes. hard is because, yes, we do live in what I believe is one of the best places in the entire world. So absolutely, I can agree with the optimism Mm -hmm. and the hope of Mm -hmm. how amazing we are. And I truly do feel like we will be one of the last strongholds. We are one of the last strongholds already. nine years ago, we were at a $180 million budget. Right. But we have gone off the rails. And that's why I say we are at a pivotal point right now because they have pushed us to the point where... If we continue down this road, I don't think we'll have a return of Mm -mm. the St. George that we do all know and love. The reason why these refugees are flocking here in the first place, because I will tell you, it is not the Californians who are coming in and liberalizing St. George. It's the existing people here who don't have a backbone, Mm -hmm. who are worshiping kindness over truth, rubber stamping, going Mm -hmm. along with agendas all the way from the top down. Yeah. And not stepping up and saying no. It's like the frog in the boiling pot. A lot of us have been here where we've just allowed these little things to happen and happen. Mm -hmm. And now we're at this point where the frog's going to die or we're going to reverse it. And we have to get people in there with a backbone who understand Mm -hmm. the proper role of government if we truly want to maintain this area being the amazing place we know and love. It's so off the rails and they pass through California on kinds of regulations. We have property rights in the way of uh, you have to ask permission for camping (laughs) on your own property, on your own property, people. And they did it before the election, which means that it's in your face. It's like, see what we can do and you're still going to elect us. Well, and it could have been so Uh, easily changed. There was just one section where I said, let's just amend it. Let's take out this section to protect private property rights. And even that was somehow too much to just protect private property rights. And the ones that are running for office did not speak up for property rights. No, they all voted for this. So it's illegal to camp on your own (laughs) property. And everybody's supposed to that's that. And that's our definition of everything's fine and everything's not fine. It's moving into this direction. And all over the newspaper, it was all about how we had we had put through these these things about um, uh, you have to have these kinds of appliances and you have to have this kind of control over um, conservation. And they align, they they absolutely aligned it to what California did. And we're not proud of that here. That is not something that should be happening here. Right. Right. So the solutions, you know, a lot of people want us to just have unity, Michelle, like unity, because, you know, let's just 
Let's just grab hands and pretend none of it's happening and just agree because that's what unity means now. I feel like I recall someone who had a similar plan to that, that we were all just going to sing sunshine and rainbows and we were all going to, oh, that was Satan. That's That's right. right. That's right. Before we came to earth. Yeah, that's that's true. It talks about that in Revelation. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And we weren't for that. And so... Um, I love that you brought that up because we're in, we're in this really strange place right now where we are being distracted by um, the city has something to do with LGBTQ. No, they don't. No, they don't. Who you sleep with has nothing to do with anything. OK, that's a sexual preference has nothing to do with government. OK, um, and uh, we're all equal in the court system. There's no problem here. We don't need special rights for special groups, but emotionally they're going on these ploys and also unity. The people that go, we just want everyone to be happy <laughs> and unity and, and rainbows and lollipops. And um, it's fake unity. It's fake unity. So if you're going to call this America's County, then we actually need to have all sides of media represented. We need to mm-hmm. also um, have our free speech worked back to, back in. And obviously the rest of the elected officials don't care about that. But we need we need to then follow the constitution as a country. We then need to follow the constitution as a state. And I fear the next lockdown and I fear the next thing happening because we all got to see what happened last time. Right. We all lived it. Yeah. So we either wake up or we don't, we either see it or we don't, we either make some changes because guess what? People are not, they are not put into elected office and then guaranteed a life or position. And for some reason, we just keep putting the same people back in. I'm sorry, but Jimmy Hughes probably should have never been in elected office. He's not. No, If you don't have a backbone and you can't stand up for proper relative authority, why are you in government? It doesn't make any sense. Danielle Larkin, too. There's special interest. The thing they keep mentioning is affordable housing. We have enough affordable housing and we shouldn't have had it in the first place. It's unconstitutional. Well, and government does not create affordable housing ever. Okay, you want to talk about Section 8 housing. Again, we don't want that here. That's not the government's role Mm -hmm. to create housing and then meddle in the market. (laughs) Government can remove red tape and get out of the way of the free market. And that can help. private industry do less affordable housing or minimized housing or whatever, right? Yes. Yes. And I will say the incumbents... They were in office in 2020. Mm-hmm. Did we ever hear their nope. voices? All I got is hand washing. When videos. there was unconstitutional mandates, and they never going apologized on. for it either. They never, never said, "Gee, we're sorry, we didn't, we didn't speak up." Gee, we're we're sorry, we did all that. Not even, a, "I'm sorry." Just not nothing. Yeah. Silence and hand washing videos, like we were three years old. Here's how to wash your hands, and I was like, "Are you kidding me with this? I'm not three. I don't need to be told how to wash my hands from the city." Um, but, but I was, remember Michelle Randall and John. This is how you wash your hands. I was like, "You are." are I missed are, that video. Are, yeah, are you guys for real? I mean, I was stunned. I was stunned oh, wow. at the at the at the looking at us like we were all children, and they were the mama and papa of the city. And I just thought we're in trouble. And I, you're right. Yeah. And I found it really interesting that when they were down, you know, Danielle Larkin holding signs at the Black Lives Matter rally, that that wasn't considered divisive. That that wasn't divisive. That wasn't uncivil (laughs) to go, you know, support an organization, a Marxist claimed Marxist organization who was promoting defund the police at the time and Mm -hmm. burning down cities. Mm -hmm. That's not divisive. That the college supported (laughs) They put Troy Anderson down there at the college. Um, You know what? You're exactly right. Big Black Lives Matter signs. And that isn't enough to get them out of office. 
what in the world is going on here? Um, come on, you guys. I mean, I don't know what they have to do. They've already vowed to tax us more. So, so all this time on the radio for 13 years, we talk about their actual voting records, what they're actually doing, not giving them free passes like the media does, but just and not asking them softball questions, but just really taking it to task. What are they actually doing and what's the outcome? And I really appreciate you. I appreciate you speaking out because I know it isn't easy in that position. And but that's you're exactly what we need. And I hope we can duplicate you more. And so this is why we're saying, look, vote other people in. Let's give them a chance to show what they can do. Okay, and if they can reverse this, this, this awful situation that we're in at over half a billion dollars in St. George and, and the other city budgets, too. You guys, they're all the same around here. Uh, all the city budgets are exorbitant and they're spending exorbitant amounts of money and they should be called on it and we're not doing enough and there's no other voices in media. So we're kind of, we're kind of stuck. So I appreciate your podcast. You guys should really, where can they check out your podcast? So it's on all major podcast platforms, YouTube, rumble, just under the Michelle Tanner podcast. Okay. And then visit her at Bella too. And I've always said to support her business because her business is amazing and um, she's also a nurse practitioner, so you can um, go to her for that, too. And, and she gets it. She understands what's happening. And, and I just I love that you've been that for us because oh, it gives you. me a more faith because a lot of people get in and there have been people way in the way back machine and they got in and boy, they were a voice. And then all of a sudden nothing came out of them. And I was just like, what happened? Did they put duct tape on their mouth for four years? Like what happened? And I'm really proud of you. We need to have new county commissioners, new mayors, new state senators. We, all these people that have been in for 20 years, yeah, look at the last 20 years and then say, Oh good. Did they fight for my Liberty? Did they tax us less now? Do they, do we have more property now for, do we have more property rights? If you, if you can't answer that and you're actually taxed more and you have less property rights and they all say they're conservative, isn't there a problem if the last 20 years have not resulted in what you were promised it would result in? Yeah. I'm for term limits. Just saying. I I, I think term limits are important. And those are elections. So here's our chance to exercise a term limit and get people out that obviously can't fulfill what they promised because if it's the conservatives that are taxing you more, if it's our conservative base, you have less property rights, then maybe they're not so conservative. Yeah. It's interesting how people are willing to turn a blind eye. If it's the local level, (laughs) I know it's okay to be, Mm -hmm. you know, a big spender and throw out your conservative values. Mm -hmm. If it's at the local level, if it's the state or federal government, then we don't like that, but we're totally okay with that at the local level. They could have done something about voter fraud. They refused to. They refuse to do anything about the Albert sensors on all of our voting machines that are connected to the Internet. We've done plenty of shows on this. They absolutely refuse. And there's a big problem with this. That means you're not getting any results, right, going on from a majority of these people that have been in 20 years with a nice smile promising you that they need to be there. So we need to get them out, you know, and not put a liberal in, not put a lefty loony in, but put in somebody that's going to stand up for the the proper role of government, I firmly um, believe. But if you don't have evidence of the last 20 years, because many of them have been in 20 years now, if you don't have evidence that you're better off, then something's really wrong. Because wouldn't you think that if you were living in a leftist state, that would account for the more taxation and the more property rights being lost and all that. But no, you're living in a conservative, very conservative part of Utah, and you're still way more taxed and way less rights and everything else. There's a problem. 
Yeah, people really just need to get involved. Uh, get and involved. Stop it's one of the biggest solutions. A blind eye. I get it. We're all busy. I we're know. all, you know, especially in areas like this, we're taking care of our families mm-hmm. and working, but we are past the point in this country of being able to just turn a blind eye. We can't vote for someone just because of their last name or because they go to our church yeah, because or the because church they have a nice thing. smile. Come on, like, who cares? No, Put that aside. Yes, that does not have anything to do with the way they will represent us. Nice person does not equal good representation. Well, amen, sister. I cannot tell you enough how true that is. And and uh, Lord willing, be able to to say these things on the air someday. I, I hope to again, because across America, we don't have... We don't have voices on the radio that will say the other side. And yeah, and um, and it's it's really sad and it's unfortunate because all of media gets one opinion and they all show the same exact opinion. You could read all the news all in the state of Utah and you'll get the same exact opinion. So that's unfortunate and it's sad. And they let these people kind of I, I don't remember the last article I read that said this is what Dixie College did in 2019. <laughs> and we've only had 11 students this year uh, increase. Um where, where, where is that news? Right. So, um, we are, we are, we're in a pitiful state of, um, of, of media, but at the same time, you're great. And I, I really do hope to get some, some better, better chances of having better people that can show us what they can do. And uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that this is the time we actually make some changes if we're going to save this community. And if we're still going to be this, this, conservative belt of Utah. Yes. I sure hope we can change that because I'm telling you the men, the minority is the loud minority mm-hmm. and they are not the majority of this area at all. Right. Right. Yep. You and get you that know, you know that voters, a lot of them are just not educating themselves. I mean, just from the fact that Danielle Larkin was the top vote getter in the primary election. She's very likable. Yeah. She's very nice. Right. She has a last name that everybody knows yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So it's assumed. In fact, there was even a flyer went out that, that called her a conservative. Ooh, um, ouch. It didn't she's mention liberal. that she huh. has an A rating with Equality Utah, which, by the way, you should look at the questionnaire, the questions ouch. that she would have had to answer yes to, to have an A rating. I'm talking city-sponsored Pride events. I'm wow. talking taxpayers funding, you know, transgender transitions, yeah, right. you know, all of these things that, I mean, you want to talk about divisive. Um, yeah. <laughs> that and you she want... has supported. I mean, not right. to, you mentioned yeah. earlier the increasing so taxes and Black yeah. Lives Matter rallies. And, yeah. But yet that's the top vote getter in St. George, Utah, supposedly the most one of the most conservative places in the entire nation. That is, it just makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. So you better get out there. And um, and uh, and also, you know, some of the club, I mean, look who's funding them. There's future plans mm-hmm. for the future, for future monies in mm-hmm. a lot of building efforts. And I feel like a lot of people in those genres and in those industries um, are are definitely wanted to be in those spots because of the future monies and loans and things like that that are, are Follow going the that money. Way. Follow the money. And so do you guys want industry running that or do you want just people with good, solid, you know, stand up backbone? 
Yeah. And Paula and Brad, by the way, are are the only ones who are not receiving funding from big developers and the Board of Realtors. And Ibsen, (laughs) state senator. (laughs) Right. Uh, hmm, He seems to be squarely behind the... uh, And he was all for the um, mail-in votes, which has been a disaster because the mail-in votes, I don't know if you guys realized, but a lot of you guys mailed in your votes and they never got counted in the totals. I mean, it just... Yeah, please don't mail it. At least just hand deliver it to the county. If you're going to use your ballot they mailed to you, okay, but... And deliver it. Don't trust it to the post office yep. to get it back there. And the county is 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 turning away from doing anything, anything. They even talked Hurricane. Hurricane said, "Well, hand count," and they said, "No, you're gonna. We're gonna make you pay for that if you do it because they were so threatened by it." So I did go in and do a hand count this awesome. um, primary election, and Hurricane did as well. Not the full mm-hmm. the full election. Uh-huh. Um, so we were not allo- allotted time to do the full election, which mm-hmm. you know would have been great. Right. Um, but it was nice to at least see a step mm-hmm. in the right direction of comparing some hand counts to the machine mm-hmm. count. Um, and to our um, new clerk auditor's credit, he was very welcoming of you know me coming in and doing that, but. Okay. We need to go further in that yeah. direction, yes, obviously. We do. But and for some reason, I'm glad feel, that there was some steps there. They feel pretty threatened by that. I mean, we talked about voter fraud. We talked about this on the air extensively because there was enough to talk about right. nationally that's happening in all the counties and all the counties in Utah. All the counties in Utah have the Albert sensors, which are connected to the internet. That means that the vote goes in the machine okay, but when it's transferred on the other side, not so much. And so I, I just find it so appalling to everything that I am that you would have people that say, I'm an American, and then say, um, I'm not going to I'm not going to look into it to see if there's a problem. I'm like, you're not even going to look into it. Like, what is going on here? So we you must move those county commissioners to actually do something because they smile and say, I'm an American. I wrote Amer- I, we're America's county. And yet totally oblivious to the fraud and want nothing done about it. That to me strikes a huge problem in Washington County for all of us. Yeah, I think we need to definitely continue moving in mm-hmm. that transparency direction. I think it's easy for people in those positions. Sometimes they take it personally Mm -hmm. rather than just looking at, Hey, why, you know, if there's nothing to hide, then why not? Why not do this count? Let's prove it doesn't happen. I would love to see that. Yeah. Not just, gee, the vote went in the machine. Let's all go to lunch. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an in-depth study, an in-depth investigation. Right. And um, I will say to Adam Snow's credit, I do know he was up lobbying for mm-hmm. um, more legislation at the state level. Because mm-hmm. part of this comes down to the state level right. and some of their laws that need to be changed as well. So I was happy to see him pushing mm-hmm. more in that direction of election transparency. That's good to see. Yeah. Thank you for visiting with me. Thank you for having me. uh, trying to give everybody our thoughts. And I really appreciate what you're doing. And let's spread this podcast, uh, please, so people can get kind of an earshot of something uh, that's going on that might be a little different than what they've been consuming. And I really do want people to make some changes. The the direction we're going in, the trajectory from the last 20 years has not been good. 
and we are we are we are voting ourselves into taxation every single year and that's yeah. not okay that's that's just wrong and to for it to be bo- so bold as to say we will tax you and then vote for that <laughs> i'm like you guys we got to choose something different here and so it's not this isn't anything personal against anyone this is about the role in government that they are and that they have okay right. and it's about how how they they do that job it has nothing to do with the parent the grandparent the person they are i don't care right this has everything to do with with their job as an elected official yeah. So with that being said, thank you. Thank you for you. being a voice. And it's nice to have a, a difference of opinion out there. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys we're in we're in Hurtville. We're in Hurtville. We we're just don't have it. And this area has counted on that and they've counted on it for 13 years. And we really need to um, to have voices that speak out. Thank you. Visit her podcast. Go visit Bella, too. She's amazing. Um, and then also ABC Auto. Really appreciate those guys for stepping up and funding me when they didn't have to because they they knew I needed it to stay on the air. And um, and they're that that good to me that they would continue for the cause of liberty. That's pretty special. ABC Auto. Okay, go there with all your needs, please. Or just go give them a pat on the back and tell them thank you. Okay, awesome. Thank you.